The Creative Psychotherapist is the official podcast of the Creative Clinician's Corner, a practice-building resource for creative psychotherapists. TCP Podcast is the cast for creative, expressive, and experiential-focused psychotherapists curious to learn how to design, build, and scale a thriving private practice. Your host, Raina Lombardi, interviews successful therapists about the tools and strategies they have used to develop creative-focused practices. They also talk about the products, services, and side hustles they have developed, using their knowledge and creativity to enhance their therapy practices, make a greater impact in their communities, and diversify their income streams. Welcome. Now here's your host, Raina Lombardi. I am so thrilled to welcome my next guest, Charity Godfrey. She is a licensed mental health counselor in the community where I live and work. And I think she's a total powerhouse, a go-getter, a dream maker, a hustler, entrepreneurist, which is a word I'm just creating, which is the combination of entrepreneur and therapist. I don't know, maybe it doesn't work so well, but She's amazing, and she grew a thriving private practice within a year of opening, not accepting any insurance at all, and she was a pre-licensed therapist when she did it. Her practice is Lifescape Counseling, LLC, and she works with her colleague, Courtney Fonts, and she's also the co-founder of the Children Youth Mental Health Conference at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. And the conference is in its ninth year. And today we're talking with her about how she developed a therapeutic book club as a means to support her clients and welcome new clients into her practice. I hope this interview inspires you to think about how you could provide a therapeutic service that isn't quite therapy, but it supports your clients and it also allows people to come in and access services kind of breaks down that barrier to therapy. So let's welcome Charity Godfrey. I want to welcome Charity Godfrey. Uh, she goes by chat to the show today. She graduated summa cum laude with a degree in clinical mental health counseling from Hodges University. And uh, she is a licensed mental health counselor and a national certified counselor. And she's currently um, working on her doctoral degree from Walden University in counselor education and supervision. And she is the owner of Lifescape Counseling Services, a small private practice in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, her clinical work includes counseling with adolescents, adults, couples, and families in various therapeutic settings um, for crisis work, addiction, uh, complex mental health, trauma, and grief. She serves on the task force for MAD, covering five counties, Hendry, Glades, Charlotte, Collier, and Lee. And she is also a resident on the addiction and mental health um, expert for victim panel class, which is held monthly and is mandated by the state for offenders. She serves on the advisory committee for the Florida Southwestern State College Social and Human Services Program, and she's providing services to the community through participating in educational panels and victims advocacy and believes that this is um, 
an ethical responsibility and part of her professional identity. And lastly, she is the co-founder of the Children and Youth Mental Health Conference at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. And how many years has that been happening? Uh, we will be in our ninth year this upcoming Saturday, November 9th. That's amazing. Yeah, so exciting. It's just been um, what an incredible way to demonstrate community discussions and really hone in on so being a social change agent in the community. I love it. Hey. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks for agreeing to talk with me today. Of course. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover about who you are and what you're doing? <laughs> um, I do want to say, though, I, am got, I have a Gottman certificate, uh, trained in one and two, and it's been an incredible uh, method of therapy that I use with uh, couples. Nice. So I just to add that bit. Yeah, awesome. And how long have you been in private practice now? I think I'm going to be celebrating two years coming up in 2020. So it's been, I can't believe how fast it went by. And it's so exciting. The, the entire process has just been such a blessing from start to now. Wow. It seems like it's longer than two years. <laughs> well, I've been a counselor for a long time, uh, but being in private practice, only almost two years coming up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You really have grown your practice really quickly um, from in two years to being completely full and you have another counselor that works with you who's also completely full. That's pretty spectacular. And that's not something that um, everybody's able to achieve. So um, congratulations for your hard work. Thank you happen. so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so one of, obviously in your practice, you do work with couples. Um, but you also have been doing lots of different kind of outside the box, really creative, um, I would say, not you're not just doing therapy, right? Like therapy is a main component, but then you're doing these other really creative things to bring people in and that are very wellness-based and they're still like contributing to and having therapeutic benefits, but they're not therapy. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you're doing? Absolutely. When I started the practice, I knew that um, I was going to obviously do individual counseling and couples and families counseling, but I wanted to redefine what group therapy looked like. And I also mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that my agency focused um, pretty highly on community connections. So uh, a couple of things that we really do well here at Lifescape and that works really well is that we wanted to offer all different kinds of classes through local experts coming into Lifescape and, and building those relationships and having collaboration happen. Um, and it's really been highly successful. Um, so we see about uh, 181 clients a week uh, come through at Lifescape between myself and my, uh, the other therapist that works at Lifescape. And then I have another practitioner that's certified in mindfulness. So she comes and teaches classes too. Um, and what we started to do was we started to ask our clients, what would you like to hear about? What's mm. important to you? 
you. Provide us that feedback and we will get that for you. Um, you know, because my philosophy has always been clients are the expert of their lives. We just happen to have incredible education. We're going to combine those two things together and we're going to walk alongside of you. So mm. some of the incredible feedback that we've gotten from clients that they really wanted to know more about was nutrition. So I had a 10-week mindfulness eating practice workshop uh, here, which was highly successful at LifeScape. We had about uh, 18 clients come in and, and people that are just from the community too, through uh, hearing about it on social media, or maybe a client brought a friend. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the most recent ones that we have done. And then obviously through the mindfulness practices, uh, people wanted to know about meditation and what does intentionality look like? And what do you mean charity when you talk about having intention? So although I discuss it quite often in all parts of what I do as a counselor, I wanted to have a practitioner come in that solely focuses on that. So uh, she had come in and she teaches a 10-week class on awakening joy. So really what's unique about the creativity of Lightscape is that we include the client in on what we do here. And I think that's why it's been so, so highly successful because clients feel that Lightscape is truly a part of their brainchild as well. Mm. Yeah, you're really... Um focusing in and doing the research, giving them what they need, giving them what they need, which is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like, um, a lot of times, uh, maybe clients come in and they feel like they want uh, a quick fix. And what I have found out is that they really don't, they want long-term, uh, uh, resiliency for challenges that they're going on in their life. So, and that's not just a one, one way road. It really is. There's a, a huge, like holistic approach that comes with that. You know, wellness encompasses so many facets of our life, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, financial, educational, environmental. So it's important that when people walk through the door, they feel like we can provide the different facets of, of their life. We can fill some of those challenges that they may be going through. So um, we started realizing early on, uh, Ms. Courtney Fonts and I, that we have some incredible clients. We are so blessed here at Lifescape. Uh, and all of our clients are incredibly wonderful people. And, and she and I kept saying to ourselves, how do we get these incredibly <laughs> wonderful people together in another way that's still therapeutic but does not break any ethical confidential boundaries. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started two years ago, almost two years ago with being in private practice two years ago, these therapeutic book clubs. And I have always loved to read. I was an early reader, started reading at four years old. And um, it, it has just blossomed into this incredible Friday night exchange of uh, information and support and love between women. It's, uh, I used to run a co-ed on Monday nights. I did that for about a year. Uh, while I was running the women's or facilitating the women's group on Friday nights. And then uh, as my practice just kept exploding, I, I focused it more on the women therapeutic book club. Mm -hmm. So um, like I said before, uh, it's the invitation is for everyone. So sometimes clients are in the group. Sometimes it's people that just want to uh, have that female connection and, and better understand a book that somebody said they had to have. So each month, it's a four-week class that I do, and it's focused on, on a book. Uh, we just started Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown. I have done all of her books, so uh, <laughs> we, we actually have a, a very large group. I have always between 13 women that come to the groups, and like I said, uh, 
ethically and confidentiality uh, is really important. So that's always addressed in the group, even though the title might be a book club. Mm -hmm. um, and then what happens within that group is just so powerful. And sometimes, you know, people get the book and, and they might not even open it. We just have uh, great discussions about what did somebody find important in this book for them? And then I opened the group up for discussion. How did that impact you? Uh, is that something you could take home tonight? Is that a new gift that you've never heard of that you could integrate into your life to become whatever it is you're working on? So it, it's quite incredible um, how that all transforms. And, and it's really been the pillar of what we do here at Lifescape is, is the therapeutic book clubs. This episode of the Creative Psychotherapist Podcast is sponsored by Florida Art Therapy Services. Are you at a point in your career where you are ready to become a supervisor? Are you interested in learning how to go deep using mandala art in your work with clients? We are a Florida Chapter 491 Board Certified Continuing Ed Provider offering the 12-hour Qualified Supervisor Training for LMHCs, LCSWs, and LMFTs on February 28th and 29th, 2020, as well as June 25th and 26th, 2020. We are also hosting art therapist Carol Cox and Amy Bucciarelli to teach their 20-hour Mastering the Meaning of Mandala's course, April 17th through the 19th, 2020. This course is amazing. It will change the lens you use to view artwork in a truly meaningful way. To learn more or sign up to any of our courses, head to www.floridaarttherapyservices.com. So can you speak a little bit about, um, <clears throat> you said there's probably about 13 people on average that come to those, which is a pretty big group. Mm -hmm. um, how do you go about deciding what books you're going to read? How do you go about deciding how you're going to advertise or market this out to the community so that you can have a greater reach? Because you're saying it's not just clients that are within your practice. They're, these are other people that you've never met before that are coming in to participate in this as well. Okay. Those are really excellent questions that I intentionally go through every time I start a new book club. So thank you so much for asking me that because clarity oh. and safety of our client is the utmost importance. So although I may post on social media or I may uh, send out through the newsletter that the book club is starting, um, I don't accept just anyone into the book clubs because the safety of where people are in their lives is very important. That's what makes it a therapeutic book club. So um, the people that aren't clients, I typically have a 20 minute discussion with them about what would be the purpose of them coming in and what kind of support system do you have outside of the book club and you know, kind of what's going on in your life right now to make sure that they are at a spot where they realize the therapeutic book club is about progress and moving forward. It's not about emotional processing. So uh, that is one of the safeguards I do to make sure that the book club, everyone in there is at this uh, a similar safe emotional uh, stage in their life, mental stage in their life. Uh, so that's a very important aspect of what I do. And then I always start from inside out. So I literally, every book club I've done, I've asked clients what they'd like to read. So they've always been inspired 
by the clients. And uh, we let, I, I typically pick a client. Um, and I, most of my clients have been following me for two years of book clubs. And then some uh, will go away for the summer and some will come back. Um, they usually get upset when I take time off. <laughs> Any book club time off because it's, it's such an, a, an important piece for their empowerment. Um, but so I'll ask the clients, you know, uh, let's, let's take a poll. Let, let's, who would like to pick a book on empowerment? Who would like to pick a book on self-compassion? Um, so like last month's book was about self-compassion uh, by Dr. Kristin Neff. And uh, she's fantastic. And that was actually, uh, that was a private discussion between I and an attendee. Um, and we came up with three options. And then essentially she picked what she would like. And then in the group, I made sure everybody knew that this was her choice. She thought this would be a great addition to whoever picked last month's book club. So everything has a connective line from mm -hmm. each month to each month. Um, so that's typically how I do them. Uh, I always uh, make sure that not only is it emotionally, mentally safe in my uh, space here at Lifescape, but I, I provide uh, drinks and coffee and snacks and it's really important for me to create such a safe warm environment for people to relax in, in my atmosphere. Um, I typically uh, I keep the price very low for a specific reason. Many people are already in therapy. I are, are or they're having other life uh, financial challenges. So for me, it's more of knowing that they're making the intentional effort to purchase this book and to come spend time with us on a Friday night from six to seven is uh, absolutely, um, it's just so special. And I, I feel blessed and honored every time that somebody walks through the door at 5.50 on a Friday night. I get super excited. Um, so sometimes uh, some of the attendees, they will bring their daughter or they will bring a friend with them. Um, so the same uh, kind of... Uh, interviewing process happens with that too but it is by invitation uh, although it goes out i have to make sure that uh the integrity of the group is safe so when you start a group the people that start in the first week are the people that end in the last week it, it's a closed group type model but it just switches every month it switches every month and i say to clients um or attendees I say you will need to attend three out of the four because of group cohes cohesiveness and for group bonding. It's yeah. very important because we are creating a safe space in there of, and, and we want to make sure that we're always open in communication. Uh, no matter how long somebody's been with me, the first Friday of every month when we start up again, I have them reintroduce themselves and, and talk a little bit about why book club. Why spend your Friday night with us? And what would you like to contribute to the group? So it's, it's really transformational and, and empowering to, to listen to people that just want so much for their lives and spending time with strangers, essentially, um, until they get to know each other. And, and that vulnerability piece becomes their greatest strength. Um, because a lot of times, you know, we'll read books outside of a group and, and think, okay, yeah, that's great information. And yeah, that sounds good. But there's so much power when somebody says, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to try that too. And next week, I'm going to ask you about that to see if you tried that. There's something different about that piece. There's um, accountability, right? Oh. They're holding each other accountable. They're inspiring one another. 
and they're developing a positive support system. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing that you've built it just to begin with. But, but then when you talk about you've built it at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so great. It's, I, I'm telling you, it's, you know, all the odds were against me. Everybody kept saying, don't do it on a Friday night. And I said, I'm going to do it on a Friday night because the content, the people will commit to it when they see value in it, when they own it. They have ownership in this group and they do show up and they participate so fully that it's, it's incredible. And I, and I thank them all the time. Um, so each group will start, everybody gets pom-poms uh, from the 1980s. <laughs> um, and you, it's the, we go around and we say, what are we proud about this week that we have accomplished? So everybody gets the pom-poms and they shake them or they hold them. You know, we're respectful of everybody's personality. There's no rescuing in the group. We allow people to uh, have them in their lap or shake them or whatever they want to do with them. But it, it really is the participation uh, that uh, makes the group so cohesive and, and allows for people to get excited about coming here on a Friday night. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank and, you. Yeah. So how many books do you think you've done so far? Wow. Uh, I would probably say 20, uh, probably higher with the co-ed book club. So some of the wonderful books that we have done besides Brene Brown's is we just finished um, uh, the Outer Child book. I've done the Untethered Soul. Um, Radical Acceptance by Dr. Brock was incredible. Uh, next month, we're doing The Four Agreements. Um, and, yeah, which is going to be wonderful. And so I really do, when I think about the book as well and keeping it cohesive from month to month, I also think about the price as well because I don't mm. want support to be, uh, I don't want any barriers to support. We know in mental health, uh, receiving mental health support or counseling services, there's already so many tremendous barriers. And that's why I keep it so low, the cost. And secondly, I think about the book price as well. And many times people will come with the book um, on their iPad, like they'll, they'll download it and that's fine. I honor everybody's learning abilities. So, you know, if you don't like to read or if you're an auditory learner, that is perfectly fine. So, did you want me to tell you a little bit about how the group runs? Sure, that would be great. Okay. So, everybody arrives and I just greet them so wonderfully. They come in, they sit down, and typically we will pass the pom-poms around and everybody talks about our accomplishment for the week. What are they proud about? And uh, the rule for talking about what you're proud about is, is that it's something internal. Uh, mm. I always have people look internally instead of externally because any time something external can be taken away. So um, it's really been great for people to be able to understand that they are empowered and that they have those opportunities to create happiness from within. Mm -hmm. So after we go around, um, I welcome everybody and thank them so much for spending a Friday night with all of us. Um, and did they have anything profound they wanted to talk about that resonated from last week? So maybe somebody will say something like that. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll just open it up. Okay, so uh, what page uh, do, do you want us to turn to and what did you highlight? And then I'll say, who wants to go? So typically somebody will start reading and I'll ask them a little bit about, you know, what was the purpose of highlighting that? And, and then they'll talk about that and then I'll open the floor to a group discussion about it. Um, sometimes, cool. sometimes we realize that 
uh, 25 minutes have gone past and we haven't even read any more in the book. And it's, and it doesn't matter the, the, the lineage, the connection group is about connection. Um, it's there and it's really wonderful. And, and to be honest, sometimes people will purchase the book and not connect with the book. And we tell them that's perfectly fine. Yet they have such deep connection with the words that are coming out of their other group members mouths that, you know, the book is just a vehicle. Mm -hmm. That the book is anything you want it to be. I'm just glad it got you to come to a supportive group to uh, work on whatever that is that you have been challenged with um, so you can live your dreams. And, and it's really just a wonderful way. So about 10 minutes to seven, I'll, I'll pose the question, what gift would you like to take away from tonight's discussion? Uh, so everyone will share an incredible gift about uh, what they got out of it. Some, most times it's from so-and-so said, and it really resonated with me, and I never thought about it like that. And that's the power of group, which is a very common term in our counseling world. Right. Uh, one thing I, I don't do in the group is I, I don't participate. So I, I facilitate. I, I'm very good with boundaries. I think that's really important. That's a part of my therapeutic um, approach is boundaries. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mind sharing something that can be located on the internet. <laughs> so a little, little something like I'm married or, you know, something that's pretty broad. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, but really, and then once we close out group, I thank everybody and I'll see you next week. And, and the chatter goes from the office all the way down the hall, out the door. And uh, sometimes I see clients after the group, but when I don't, you can just see, uh, everyone is still laughing outside and still talking, and, and it's just beautiful. These are such diverse people that would never have had the opportunity to meet mm. without having an opportunity to meet. <laughs> so right. um, I, I love the power of books. I use that in my individual counseling therapy. Uh, bibliotherapy is very, very important. I interweave narrative therapy in there, right? So we're all attending group and we're creating this new narrative for ourselves built from the new exchanges and interactions with strangers and the diversity of how each other grew up. And so it's really powerful. But that's typically how the hour group is run. Um, and even if there's five Fridays in a month, I stick to four just because I'm very structured and consistent. Mm -hmm. um, if there's four Fridays in a month and I know I have something to do, uh, the first two Fridays will be an hour and a half and the third one will be an hour, the last one. Um, yes. Oh, that's so, a really great idea so that you're still sticking with the four hours, even if you're only meeting the three times. I like that. Yeah, and, and I believe in consistency. And, and, uh, and I, once again, I do pose it to the group and, and everybody really loves that piece that they'll get that, you know, that format. Now, early on when I started the book club, I would say uh, to the groups, okay, so let's read pages one through three, talk about it. Next week, let's read pages four to six, and let's talk about it. But I really evolved it to let's just have an open discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, because once again, although I'm the facilitator, it is not my group. It is these amazing people walking through the door, deciding that on their lunch break or late at night, they're you know, reading a book and um, integrating this new information into their heart, their mind, body, and spirit. It's their group. So when they share that information, it becomes alive. I, I agree with you. I think there's something that happens when we have the ability to process the information with other people that that um, 
allows us to integrate those learning points much more effectively than if we just read something, close the last page, and just continue to move on, and we don't get that feedback or the ability to really expand and listen to other people's perspectives on what they took away from it or how they interpreted something in a different way and how that could contribute in a positive way to the other people that have read it, um, which obviously that's what you're getting at with your open discussion is people are able to influence each other in a really positive and helpful way and integrate the information to their lives. Yeah. So uh, I'm just trying to remember back now that you asked this question about how long I've been doing this. So I'm thinking about um, some of the other unique aspects of the group also is that um, I will give journals to the clients as well or the attendees in the group. And so we'll do in uh, in session kind of group work. Um, I have given worksheets out just as a packet. Um, you know, I, I want people to feel comfortable and that the message lasts between that hour to the next hour. It's just a seed that we're planting. So I forgot about that. And um, we just went, uh, the Miss Courtney Font and I from Lightscape, we just went to see Deepak Chopra. So when we, when I did book club on Friday, I actually uh, invited book club and basically all of book club <laughs> was at Deepak Chopra. Oh my um, gosh, that's awesome. And they had never known. It's so awesome how, you know, just conversations and things like that. So of course I gave them the speech. If I see you, I'm walking past you unless you say hello. <laughs> um, but what I ended up doing was um, I purchased the book and had Deepak sign in and then I pulled a name out of a hat Friday night in group and gave them gave somebody the book uh to take home with them oh that's but, wonderful yeah so um I it's just passing on um kindness and generosity and compassion uh, I think everybody does uh, attendees do a beautiful job of displaying that in group and really balancing between what is too much information and you know, we don't rescue people. So, you know, uh, let me give a little information and make sure I have emotion. I can emotionally regulate myself before I respond to somebody else. There's so many skill building parts of what happened that it's, it's just beautiful to watch. I learned so much from them. They, the attendees sure, are sure. incredible human beings that teach me every week how to um, engage in a better way. We have so much, so much laughter. There's so much laughter that goes on that I always have to apologize to Miss Courtney Fonts afterwards. <laughs> we, get, we just get worn in there. We get laughing and you know, we're a funny group of women. Everybody's got challenges and we've come together to create a space where we can laugh. And if some people cry, then cry. And so. That's great. I'm sure too, when you have, 10 plus people in a room and everybody's laughing even if you do have the um all machines on yeah. it does filter into the other room but that's not a bad thing you know to be in the other room in a therapy session and hear people from the other room laughing and that that positive energy we might not be in there but we feel it and experience it when it's that close so absolutely absolutely um, another thing that I think has always been a part of um, the therapeutic, um, my therapeutic approach is that uh, I always give away a couple of free book clubs to attendees, and that's all private. 
you know, as, as their relationship with myself is private, whether they're a client or an attendee of the group. Um, so I think that giving back piece is, is super important. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's something that's built into the book club as well. Now, have you found that people that come in and just start off as an attendee, um, have you noticed if any of those transition into clients? Um, yes, yes. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's um, never my intention to do that. Sure. Um, but I, I feel that one of my strengths as a therapist is connection because I'm such a real, just human being. Uh, funny and sarcastic and serious and all of that wrapped up that I, I'm so glad that somebody sees that that their growth could potentially be within, you know, with the work that I do. Once again, it's such an honor and blessing for people to choose me. Um, I, I don't think those people necessarily go to group to see if they're going to like the person, the counselor teaching it. Sure, um, sure. But I think they get a real understanding because I'm very consistent. So they get a real understanding of uh, my treatment modalities and what, uh, what happens at LifeScape. So yes, that, that's been a real blessing as well. And sometimes people that are attendees of the group refer somebody else to come in mm -hmm. and that's that's wonderful too so but but yeah so then you know um on the flip side i do have some people that come to group and and sometimes it's it's too much for them so there's always a flip side and we've got to be able to talk about that flip side as well sure, um sure. and you know that's that's something that always with feedback right we need that feedback as counselor counselors because we're fallible just as anyone else is so i always get that feedback um you know, and it, it rarely has to do with the group or myself. It just has to do with where that person's at um, because there is a lot of laughter and there is a lot of connection. And sometimes people aren't at a place where they're, they're able to sit in that. And we need to respect that as, as women and as, uh, you know, as counselors, we need to recognize that for our people, that that's okay. So sometimes that does happen. And, and the group members will be, you know, I miss so-and-so. Uh, where did they go? And I always tell them, remember that form you signed? <laughs> so I can't respond to that. And I'm just so happy that you are in such a place where you feel connected to people and supported. So that's usually my response to them. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, I, I think that is an interesting spin on it. And that is an important aspect. We can't, we can't force people to be ready um, for change and Sometimes it is about helping them to say like, okay, that's all right. You're not ready for this yet. Mm -hmm. So let's take a pause and perhaps you can revisit in the future. Um, and, or let's refer you to something else over here that might be better able to help you with what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then for me, when I think about your book club, I think about how therapy has such a stigma, right? There's a stigma about going to therapy. There's a stigma about going to counseling. But if you're going to a book club, you're removing a certain element of that stigma and you're breaking down the barrier, right? So you're getting somebody to come in and they're like, okay, I'm going here for this book club. But now that I'm here 
And I'm with you who you're facilitating and you're still in your role as the therapist and counselor and you're facilitating this process. You're breaking down the barrier and teaching people that this is a really great thing to do for yourself and that it is possible, um, which I think is a really, really creative way of reaching people that want help but might not be willing to ask for help by going to therapy. Do you, am I translate? Is that making sense? No, and it, and it does make sense. And, you know, um, there's a couple of things that I want to say about that. And, and so a couple of the most common phrases I get is, uh, oh, you're so fun. I didn't know this is what therapy was. <laughs> um, so that's one of the common ones I get, or it, is this really therapy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, because the group is so diverse. So I may have a 66 year old and I may have an 18 year old in the group. And I do that deliberately because of inclusion. Inclusion diversity is super important. Um, you know, not just a therapist, but as a woman in, in this day and age. So, um, you know, just you're right about breaking those barriers because uh, people typically think about going to therapy as um, this person's going to tell me what to do. So that's the first thing. And I always say to them, if I told people what to do, I wouldn't have people coming back next week. So it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. It didn't go so well with your parents, did it? <laughs> yeah, right. I said, I empower you to know your own truths. And then we will discuss them from week to week. <laughs> so that's kind of how it is. But yeah, I I, under, I see what you're saying about redefining what therapy looks for clients. I hadn't really thought about it in that way. I just know that therapy deserves a second look. And therapy mm. deserves to have people um, willing to give it a second look. And if I can be that person that normalizes that piece because of my quirky, funny, sarcastic self, I think that that's really great. And, you know, I was made this way to be a therapist to reach that population, unlock, unlock maybe some past painful uh, experiences they've had with other therapists, thing of that nature. And, and I do get that a lot about, oh, um, but that's more of when I do individual counseling, people are always shocked. They're like, wow, this is way more than I've ever gotten in therapy ever. And it's our second session. And, you know, talk therapy only goes so far. Let's, let's do some actual work. So, you know, I do talk therapy plus work. And I think that translates into the therapeutic book clubs too, because yes, there is talk therapy going on, but we have that vehicle of that book and we're looking at those words by somebody else. And that person uh, becomes our mentor in the room. And that's what I tell my clients. We may not know Brene Brown, but we are her friend. <laughs> um, and we can have mentors that come from books. We can have absolutely. Yeah. So we not only redefine, I'm redefining therapy. I think it's also, I'm redefining for attendees and clients, what support systems look like through the use of that uh, book. That's awesome. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective, but now after hearing you say it, it totally clicks and makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, and so even if you do take time off and you don't have therapeutic book club, they can still access their supports. Yes. And they'll email me. When are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and it's, and it's good to take uh, a break because 
you know, um, and that's why the books I select through, you know, participant um, feedback um, are so diverse. Some are thin, some are more clinical, uh, some are funnier, uh, because we need to always be uh, evolving and growing through those things too. Uh, so that's how I work through that. And, and they seem to love it so much, which is really great. That's awesome. Now, the other thing that I do know, because, um, you know, we work together on different in different capacities and we're right around the corner from one another, um, is that you have not only done the therapeutic book club, but then you've done like book signings mm -hmm. and had different authors come in and talk to me a little bit about how you move from, okay, I'm, I'm having these therapeutic book clubs. People are really responding positively to this aspect of the work. Um, what about having a book signing? How did you kind of move into that area? Um, I wanted to, I have a, a pretty nice space and um, it's big enough to have uh, quite a few people in. And I thought to myself, I want to use the space, once again, as a place of connection. That has always been my goal with starting private practice. Um, so when I started to think about how can I connect to the community, not just through therapeutic workshops, I also remembered my love of books. And I really wanted to highlight our, our people of Southwest Florida. We have so much talent in Southwest Florida with, um, through people who love to paint and people who are poets and people who are publishing books and things of that nature. And uh, as I started making um, so many different professional connections, I, I felt compelled to highlight the good work they're doing in the community. So I thought to myself, let's just do these therapeutic these workshops for free to the community. Uh -huh. I wanted to have not only um, a place where they could gain information, but I wanted them to have a safe place where they could come for information. That safety piece, I cannot say it enough, is so, so important. So um, I started out with a couple people that I knew had these great talents, uh, asked the permission to put together uh, some type of event and really started to move from there. So we've had some really great events. We've had about 30 people at one. We had 18 at another. And once again, I'm, I'm not so consumed with the numbers. I, I'm just proud of the number of people that have come out. Oh, so that, yeah, absolutely. that's really been incredible. Um, I've done free vision board workshops. I've done come and paint a rock for Kindness Day um, workshop. That was wonderful. We had all the rooms filled with people painting rocks. Um, each event that I do, uh, I have, it's, we do um, a collection for a nonprofit. So we make sure, we did a whole uh, couple weeks ago, Lifescape through a, a thank you event for the clients in the community. It was free to the community. We had a beautiful buffet um, and we did all these little goodie bags just to let people know that we care about them. Uh, not so much that we're here, they could see that we're all here from Google, but that we, we care and thank you so much for trusting us with your, your words, your life and all of that stuff. So connection is really what this agency is about and I wanna highlight everyone's abilities. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I continuously do that. In December, we're going to be having a poetry night here, which will be wonderful. What? Uh, I can't believe I haven't heard about this yet. Yes, Miss Courtney Fonts <laughs> is putting together her, her poetry. Um, That's awesome. 
event here. So we're super excited about that. Oh, yeah. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> January, February, and March, we have some incredible workshops that are coming up. Um, we have to just make sure that uh, we write them all down and promote them in the best way. But we're very open to promoting. Uh, you know, a lot of my therapeutic work has been in the world of addiction. I really connect with people in recovery. Um, and so there was a woman that uh, spends half the year in Naples and half the year in Ohio, and she had written a book about her journey, and I had her come in, and the room was packed. Um, she wrote a book about uh, g gaining her life back and how she did that through compassion. So that was, we had half the community come in and half were clients. So I believe in working inward out. Our clients mm -hmm. are a priority first, and then the community, which is our connective piece, will come. So we, we never worry about that piece of it. Um, but yeah, so we've done some really incredible things as I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about what we've been doing here at Lifescape. I feel like uh, the time is just flying by here and we're, and we're so excited about everyone's progress and, and the connections we've made with our incredible Southwest Florida community. I agree. I think you've, you've done amazing, amazing stuff really quickly um, in your business and I think uh, your your commitment to connection and your commitment to the community, um, I think, is a testament to that. It's a testament to your success and and really getting to where you are today, which is extremely busy <laughs> <laughs> and successful, and um, and doing amazing things. Yeah. So that's we just, we awesome. Have fun here. We're just having fun, Raina. We're taking it seriously, <laughs> but we are having fun here. It is very, very important. Some of the recent things that we've been doing is sponsoring a lot of events. And, and I just so feel so proud that, you know, uh, Lifescape Counseling Services can be uh, a sponsor for, like, um, we just had the first, a first annual conference at FSW that Lifescape sponsored for uh, substance abuse, uh, neonatal substance abuse exposed children. Um, and that was wonderful that Courtney Fonts and I could be highlighted in that community as uh people to come to or yeah. education or information that we could be there to spread that information um so you spoke earlier in the in this interview um about the mental health conference and and really it's just so tremendously important for us to have a, a conference and and it's free it that was always yes. our belief that it is free because we want everyone to come. We do not want any more barriers to people receiving information about very important topics. That's um, one of my favorite things about the Children's Mental Health Conference that you do is that it is free. And that, I, that makes it such an easy sell when you're suggesting it to people. When you're suggesting, you know what, you might consider going to this because you might learn some resources and some information that will help you. Um, if they have to pay for it, it's on a Saturday. <laughs> so right. if they have to pay for it, they might have to get childcare too. So if you can say it's free, again, it eliminates that barrier to access, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm sorry that I can't be there this year because I'm going to be at another conference at the same time. Oh. Um, but uh, it's always a great day. Um, you always have really great presenters. I know this year will be no different. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. 
Is there anything else that you think listeners would be able to benefit from um, if they were considering um, doing some kind of therapeutic club in their practice? Any advice or recommendations that you might have? Um, I think know your clientele, mm. ask your clientele, involve your clientele and get a poll of, you know, what's the general idea of what people are needing? Is it a book on self-compassion? Is it a book on meditation or mindfulness? So, you know, from the inside out, look at your clientele and ask them for help and support in doing that. Mm. And that will be a successful way for them to feel invested in what you're offering them. Absolutely. Yeah. Market research. <laughs> it really is. Yes. Um, awesome. So if people wanted to find uh, more information on you and the work that you do at LifeScape, where would they find you? They could go on Instagram, LifeScape Counseling Team. They could go on Facebook, LifeScape Counseling Services. Um, or you could go to my website, LifeScapeCounselingServices.com. And you could find out all the information you need about the therapists there, our workshops. Uh, we are a private pay. We do not provide any out-of-network benefits. Uh, I am private pay for a very specific reason because I believe in client confidentiality. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why in private pay, we keep our rates very low for another specific reason is that people do not need any more barriers from coming to uh, counseling. So uh, Courtney and I both believe in doing um, some comp services and we do that every month. So that's something that we believe in. I know ethically through our guidelines, it's something that we have to do, but we genuinely believe that that is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Thank you for your willingness to talk to me about the work that you're doing and specifically the book club. Um, it's really inspiring. And I think that it is something that other people like that concept is something that other people could pull from and make a difference in their community too. Wonderful. Wherever they happen to be at. Absolutely. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Creative Psychotherapist. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For show notes, downloads, and additional resources, head over to the website at www.creativeclinicianscorner.com.